Hey, it's Jamie Sumner, left guard from 1994-95, and this is the Bunch of Nuts podcast with my boys Dan and Cass. Go Bucks! Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. I'm Dan here with Big Cass. Big Cass, my guy. Big week on the recruiting trail for the Ohio State Buckeyes. A lot of fireworks. We're approaching Fourth of July, so it's only fitting. Um, I mean, let's get right into it, my guy. The Glenville Pipeline is back. Um, the best players staying in Ohio. Ohio, you know, gets Bryce West, huge defensive recruit. I mean, that's going to be the bulk of the show. We're going to talk about the secondary, but then we also get uh, Demarion Witten, um, you know, tight end. So, I mean, Cash, just a Great, great week. Yeah, Demario Whitman's probably a little undersized to that typical Big Ten tight end, but he's going to be like a hybrid tight end. And I think what uh, Coach Tight End Coach uh, ba- um, Keenan Bailey wants is that freak of nature Kyle Pitts and um, the Brock Bowers type of tight ends that you know can block and you know catch the ball out of the bat, you know catch the ball. Uh, I think the days of having the Jeff Hirons and the Nick Vanettes and the Cade Stovers are uh, behind us after this year with when Cade Stover leaves because Joe Royer's a freak of nature to be a freak of nature that big tight and of course Jelani Thurman who re- uh, came in this year and then you got LeBlanc from Canada and Thur- um, and this kid that out of Glenville to tight end so I think with Ryan Day's passing game in the and what he wants to utilize with the wide receivers and the tight ends, I think Ohio State's in a great direction when it comes to that. But uh, but Bryce West, number one player in the state, you have to get him. The best players come to Ohio State. We got one more that I still think will be a Buckeye um, in, in the Scott kid from Springfield. But Bryce West was huge, and it jolted us to number two in the country. Uh, but with the best average per recruit, I think great things are headed for the Buckeyes if they can start. And I think West is one of possibly many to land. But the thing to watch out for is we know what Nick Saban and Alabama was doing right now. I believe they're in the teens. But I think by time December hits, they're going to be right there in the top five. So Alabama is right in Georgia. And I think Ohio State are the three teams that will initially have the top three class in the country. I mean, and that's on par too, Cass. It really is. Um, I mean, I, I do think, I do think Aaron Scott. I mean, that that should be a get for the Buckeyes just because he's so close. I mean, Springfield yeah. is literally forty five forty five minutes from Columbus. That's literally our backyard. Um, we have to lock that kid down. And I mean, and too, he that's a like he's a kid. If he comes here, you know, our, our, we all know the the. the defensive back room of late has not been, you know, fantastic nor deep. Ohio, you know, you can stay home, obviously, uh, stay local. Uh, and also like, you know, you're probably going to see playing time pretty quick as, as long as you're good, you know? Um, so, I mean, I think it's a no brainer. Um, I am concerned, you know, obviously uh, Michigan is um, in the running for him. That would be like, I think war- like a disaster scenario if he goes there. Um, and Oregon's kind of lurking, but like, uh, are you really going to take that seriously? I'm not. I, I think, I think though, with, when it comes to, um, when it comes to, um, Scott, 
what he said this weekend just really, I think, solidifies that he's going to be a Buckeye. Uh, he was talking about how Ohio State didn't say they wanted him, that, but they needed him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a huge key uh, for this Ohio State defense and you know, moving forward once, you know, everything settles down. And I, I think, I think you know, and especially I think this year's defensive back class can get to where the history of the defensive back of Ohio State, you know, and, you know, we're talking about defensive backs. We decided to rank our best defensive back team, uh, like units of all time. Yeah. Of all time in Ohio State history. And this one, you, you really had to dig deep. Um, I do want to, before we start this list, I do want to shout out the 1968 DBs led by Jack. (laughs) Um, No disrespect, but Peyton Manning and, I mean, Tom Brady and Trevor Lawrence and uh, Joe Burrow and um, we're we're not throwing the ball back in 1968. Just, you know, plain and simple. Jack Tatum is all-time great Buckeye, should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Um, but probably one of the best defensive backs in Ohio State history. But, you know. <laughs> no, I mean, you're right, though. Like, uh, uh, Saturday, so, that, like, Saturday tradition, like, a, a week ago, they posted, they asked chat GPT for the best Big Ten football teams of all time. And the second best team, the first best team was 2002 Ohio State. Number four was 2014 Ohio State. They had 1940 Minnesota as the second best Big Ten team of all time. Like, no offense. I don't care how good they are. They, they're they not covering 2014 Michael Thomas. <laughs> like, the, like, like, like it's, it's just a different era. It, it, that's a fact. It's I, I, I love that you gave them honorable mention. I'll say one of my honorable mentions. Um, more recent memory. Um, I, I, and, I, I do apologize. I kind of strayed for, from the list you had on Twitter, Cass, because I went down a rabbit hole. I know Cass put out, like, these are the teams we're going. I, I went because there were so many great teams that we left off that list. I, I got to include – I'm just going to have the years and the players. But um, honorable mention for me was t- 2009. Um, really, though, uh, I mean, there's so many good good players on these lists. It's actually insane, brother. Um so I mean, yeah, let's kick it off. I mean, I will say this about 2009. Um, the what the reason they weren't higher on the list is that I just felt like outside of Kirk Coleman and then you know Chimdi Chekwa, uh, I mean that they're not super deep compared to other 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 Buckeye secondaries. I, I have them. At, I have them at ten just because I think they were they were very they're un, very underrated. Chimdi Chekwa, I thought was a pretty darn good uh, corner. Devin Torrance, I think he was a little bit better than 2010, but he was pretty solid. And then Anderson Russell and Kurt Coleman, probably not as hard as hitting as some of the safeties that are up higher, but they were very, very tough uh, safeties. And I think a lot of it is is we played two two outside corners and two strong safeties that year. And I, mm-hmm. I think that's where I could see why you could possibly have them out of the top ten. But Jim Trussell had to put his two best safeties out there and Anderson Russell and Kurt Coleman, you know, granted two strong safeties playing the same, you know. Production-wise, they were a very good unit. It's just like 
they weren't they weren't a complete they weren't as com- like their production was great but as like a complete unit i can't put them in the top 10 um i'll go first though Cass. um this one is this one's uh urban's inaugural season and i think a lot of people will agree with this one uh being in a top 10 believe it or not you know obviously that this team is an undefeated team um it has it had the tandem of bradley robey and cj barnett travis howard orion johnson um, it, and actually the secondary ranked Bryant. third, third in pass breakups per game, um, in Ohio state history. Um, and Roby obviously went on to be a first round pick. He were, he earned all American and all big 10 honors. Um, and obviously Roby was really the, the, the guy, the guy there, but obviously Travis Howard too, great year for him. Um, and then people like fan favorite CJ Barnett, I thought, um, that's a deserving defense, uh, deserving Christian, secondary. Yeah, and Christian Bryant was on that list. I just think that, you know, no disrespect to them, I just think NTN, Sabino, Zach Bourne, and Ryan Shazier was so, so good at linebacker, and we had a good defensive line. I just think they did give up, I think, and then the, re- the only reason why I put them, I would probably put them at 11, and the only reason why is they did give up a lot of big plays, even though we weren't undefeated. But they also played very, very well when it needed the most. So it was it was kind of one of those. And I think 2011, when it was the same crew, kind of like really made me, you know, 2011 was just an awful year. And it, I think I think I'm not cutting them some slack from that 2011 year. That's fair. That I, I, that's a that's a that's fair logic, I would say. Yeah. All right. I got obviously, who you got. Obviously, obviously, ten. I had the 2019. Okay. Just because they, I thought they were solid all season, and they didn't give up a lot of yardage, and they may not have had the interceptions, and but Devin Torrance uh, had a huge interception against Penn State yet that year, um, and you know Kurt Coleman and. And Kurt Coleman had a long NFL career, underrated NFL career. And then Anderson, I just like those hard-hitting safeties uh, that Ohio, that year Ohio State had. And, you know, that defense kind of got overshadowed, too, because how good that offense was. Um, and, you know, obviously in the front they had, you know, Cam Hayward and you know, guys like that. So I had them at 10. I like it. Um, number nine, I had the 2006 secondary. Very good secondary. I mean, the alpha in this secondary, though, is definitely Malcolm Jenkins. He was like, I mean, he was such a great player. Antonio Smith, Jamario Moon, Brandon Mitchell, all very good college players. Um, but, I mean, it's just really, and they they played their roles well, I thought. Um, and obviously, that was a very good 2006 team. Uh, came up short, unfortunately, but really good 2006 program. Um, but, Malcolm Jenkins was, I mean, he was so underappreciated, um, I think. And I, I just remember growing up watching him and, be like, and being like, wow, that guy is a stud. Um, him alone, you have to put him in the top 10 just because Malcolm Jenkins was so good back in the day. Uh, number nine, I had 1995 Springs, Howard Kelly, and uh, Rob Kelly, uh, Ty Howard, and uh, Gwen. Gwen um, didn't know much about Gwen, but the other three were pretty solid. Obviously, Sean Springs, a college football Hall of Famer. And I think the, the reason why the 95 team, like, Springs kind of overshadowed him, shadowed them. 
you know, because all the highlights went for uh, Sean Springs. But Ty Howard's pretty solid. I just didn't think they sh- were enough to – and you got to think two different eras. You know, when they – different eras and, you know, not a lot as much passing in the Big Ten compared to now. And I know – Again, just like two thousand, the two thousand nine and the in the two thousand twelve teams, you know, it's maybe I'm kind of, you know, picking on them a little bit because I didn't get to. You don't see, you didn't see a lot of passing against these teams. That, that team. Uh, that, that, and that's fair. I mean, we're all entitled to our opinions, my guy. Um, after I have at number eight, I have the two thousand five um, secondary. I think this one was a little better. Uh, this was more senior-rated, too. Uh, I think that the leadership was a little strong on this one because obviously you had Tyler Everett, Nate Sally, um, the seniors running this. But also, um, outside the senior leadership, you had two stud juniors, Dante Whitner, um, another all-time great at safety, um, and then Ashton Ubody, um, who had a really good NFL career. People kind of forget about him. Um, he's kind of lost, I feel like, in in because there's so many great like defensive backs in Ohio State. Ashton Ubuti was such a like was such an underrated player, I thought, and doesn't get enough love. But I mean, he that unit is absolutely worth an eight spot in my book. I have the 2006 uh, class. I, I there ain't much I can say. You said it all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I will say that Brandon Mitchell was a tall uh, safety that would make some great plays. Mm-hmm. Um, and Antonio Smith, I mean, great dude. Um, he had, he runs the, um, the, the, the program with Roy Hall. Um, just a great dude, solid, you know, didn't play walk on story, you know, didn't play until his senior year, had a solid, I mean, obviously if you look at the guys in front of me, I can see why Antonio Smith did not, <laughs> Did not play until his senior year because, you know, at seven, I do have the 2005 team, Ubody, Everett, Whitner, and Sally. Now I know why Antonio Smith didn't play until 2006. Yeah. Uh, crazy. Um, so I got, um, I mean, that's totally fair, man. Uh, I got seven. I got the 2017 defense. Um, obviously got Denzel Ward at cornerback. Um, Jordan Fuller. Um, Damon Arnett, Kendall Sheffield, uh, Damon Webb. It, it was a really good deep second. Like I keep saying defense is really, it's a really good secondary unit. Um, the only thing is though, uh, like Fuller wasn't hit. Like he wasn't, that was his like real first year starting. Cause he was splitting time with Eric Smith. Uh, so that kind of, I feel like ate into his production a little bit. Damon Webb was a good college player, but he wasn't, I mean, he's definitely, I feel like the weak link in that defense, unfortunately. And then like Damon Arnett wasn't Damon Arnett. It was more Kendall Sheffield. Um, It it was a very good unit, like very deep, very solid. um, But there wasn't uh, outside Denzel Ward. There wasn't, I feel like many other like great players. It was all very good players. I would say Webb and Ward were the obviously leaders of that group. Mm-hmm. I think Arnett was the weak link. Um, I thought Jeff Fukuda as a freshman should have played more than Arnett. Yeah. I um and Kendall Sheffield had just transferred in from Alabama. He's still so, learning and and yeah, I just think if Urban Meyer would have trusted his freshman, I would have let I would have let Jeff Fukuda go out there, play with Denzel Ward. 
Damon Webb, um, along with Fuller. Uh, Fuller was also young too, but yeah. I think Webb, I think Webb, Akuda, Fuller, really like if Akuda was playing, I think Ward and Webb could have helped Fuller and uh, Okuda, but. It, bro, it, it was it, it was weird too because like Ohio State when they released their first depth chart that year, obviously Denzel Ward was the one starter and Damon Webb was the other, like you said, the leadership. But then they listed four other guys as stars like Fuller, Eric Smith, Damon Arnett, Kendall Sheffield. So it just kind of shows you like they had two clear cut guys, but they really didn't know what to do with the other couple. And they're like, ah, we might start him. And obviously too, they also had Isaiah Pryor. He saw some time, but obviously he. He didn't pan out, unfortunately. I thought. I mean, I, I did. I did think he was going to be the next great safety at Ohio State. That's that's the one miss I will always said when I saw that guy um, in workout videos. I'm like, oh, he's he's going to be the next great player, and then obviously ended up transferring. Um, at seven, I have the 2005 team. I mean, Ubodi Everett Whitner. Whitner is one of my favorite Buckeyes in the since the 2000s when it like I probably have a top. 20 list and he's probably you know late teens uh just way he played his attitude and he carried it over in the nfl had a solid nfl career i liked you Bode, tyler everett and then nate sally was solid um that was a solid class i mean but again overshadowed by the probably the best trio of linebackers and and you know <laughs> ever at ohio state <laughs> And I mean Dante Whitner too, like his NFL career, like such a such a great career for safety. I know you get he gets overshadowed by like in that era, like Troy Palmall, Ed Reed, but he finished his career with nine hundred twenty two tackles, eleven interceptions. Um, obviously played it, I believe, in a Super Bowl with the 49ers. He was I mean, he really too, he was good on the Bills, but he he was a guy who aged better. Um, because he was such a savvy, smart player. Yeah. So I got number six. You ready for this one? Number six, uh, I have them uh, a little lower, but I have um, the 2014 defense. Um, Eli Apple, Durant Grant, Von Bell, um, Tyvis. Um, the logic, the logic behind this was, you know, um, I like. I'll say this: it, in the Sugar Bowl, I think this is a good example. Yes, they did their job. They they played they you know they did their job but I didn't feel comfortable with them back there against Amari Cooper they did hold them but it was it, it was tough man it, I I was nervous I we were all sweating but I will say what defensive back group in that season did you feel comfortable covering Amari Cooper I and that's fair now. <laughs> Other other groups higher on this list, I'd be like, oh, they lock them down. Oh yeah, for sure, for they, sure. Uh, they did their job. They did. They bend. They didn't break. They obviously came up with clutch plays after clutch plays when you needed them. Um, and obviously Eli Apple, first round pick, Von Bell, you know, great NFL career so far. Tyvis, he's played the NFL, and then he's CFL and stuff, and he's great. So, like he's 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 great. The, the thing with. Tyvis Powell, he's he made plays when we needed him. I agree. Um, and then Duran Grant, uh, I know we put Gary on on the list because I think Gary on played a little bit, but Duran was the guy who had to face Amari Cooper and kind of held him in check. He did score two touchdowns, but um, that I mean that's why I have him at six. Like the national championship defense, the obviously got to be like a top ten defense, but um, just not. I think. 
talent wise, they definitely weren't the most talented. They are just they they functioned well. They do were you, cohesive. Do you think we could have thrown the two? Do you think if instead of 2014, we put it 2015 and we added Conley instead of Grant, would you feel more comfortable with adding that group into the top ten? The only thing, reason why I don't is because this group right here won a national championship. Yeah, I thought, that doesn't that, that doesn't feel fault. right because Conley did play on both of them too. Yeah, yeah. I I can't do that. It's I, I like I, if they're at two casts. I tried to be like if they're like a unless the units are really good. If they're like a year apart and like most of the same guys, I'm not going to be like, well, this one's better than like I I wasn't trying to go, do it that way because then it's really? like. Real, real quick, real quick. My six was 2017. We don't need to talk more about that. My five was the 2014. So we can continue to talk about this group. Okay. So, yeah. So yeah, the 2014 slash 2015 because it was the, outside of Grant, it was the same guys. Um, but you know, Conley came in and played a little bit. It is very interesting how how this group can be can be ranked, and because. Could we be ranking them at five and six? Because if you look on paper, if you look at the stats, 2005, 2006 might have better to have better stats to overall stats than 2014. If you look down to it, I think that national championship and yeah, Mari Cooper had nine catches, but making the plays down the stretch in important times. Is why I have them five, or you know, in your case, six. Like I said, Tyvis Powell, even in 2013, was there, always there at the right time when it needed the most. And I think it's one of those. This skill wise, are they top five or top five or top six? Probably not. But think about it. Penn State 2014. Von Bell made a big interception. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duran Grant had a couple big plays. Eli Apple had a, you know, solid, you know, he had, a, I think he had an interception in the national championship game. I mean, they shut down, they helped shut down Marcus Mariota. I think, I think throughout the season, how much that defense got better. Obviously, you got to give credit who was, in, again, you look at these DBs, what, what's the common, common denominator with all these? DB team units, great D line and great linebacker. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're not wrong, and that's why. So great segue for me. I have at number five, and this is this might be a little little low, um, and people might call me crazy. I have the 2019 defense at five, and hear me out. So obviously the the D line play was insane because they had Chase Young. Um, it, it, they didn't obviously play traditionally with two safeties. They had going into the season, you thought they would, but then remember Brendan white didn't really carry on his momentum from the 2018, you know, Rose bowl. So that was kind of, you know, interesting how that played out and not a detriment, but obviously Fuller was a stud. Sean White was a stud. Okuda, Arnett, like that, that quad was right amazing but then like brendan white kind of disappointed um 
And then there was really no depth outside those four guys. And it showed, unfortunately, I'm, I'm going to have to highlight the Clemson game. As much as we got screwed by the targeting call and the ref call, um, I just like, I guess, you know, great players make great plays. The 2014, the 2014 defense, um, maybe they make the play. I'm just saying, like, you know, uh, if we're putting 2014 at six, if I'm putting 2014 at six for making the plays when it counts, I got to ding 2019, even though how good they were on paper. In the biggest game, the two biggest plays, unfortunately, they didn't secure between the Fuller fumble and the uh, the Sean Wade targeting. As much as it pains me to say that and how much I – believe we still got screwed in that game. I can't put them higher than five. Arnett, I have them at oh I have them a lot higher. <laughs> but I Arnett Arnett also got cooked <laughs> in that game by the slot receiver because mm-hmm. they had to move Arnett inside. Well then after Sean Wade too got ejected, they put in like the depth show with um with Amir Reap, Jason went like and the fact that like Brendan White wasn't able to you know be the guy who we th- we thought to go in and that see Brendan White was going to be all Big Ten like we were we were thinking Brendan White might be the like a Thorpe Award candidate we 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 thought we knew Okuda and Wade and like we're going to be good but like I thought pretty sure going in that season we all thought Brendan White was going to be the alpha dog but we also thought Sean Wade would have been the alpha dog in 2020 so yeah it was things we got wrong. Uh, what was that? Five? Yeah. Uh, five. I, I okay. We're on four now because I said 2014 was my five. 2004. I had 2002. Same. And the only reason why is because of Dustin Fox. This group sh- could be so higher, but Dustin Fox gave, had so many pass interferences <laughs> and so many. He was a, like a lonesome white boy out there trying to cover Andre Johnson and Peerless Price in the national championship game. But how good was Doss, Nicky, and Gamble, man? Doss, Nicky, and Gamble were so good. I mean, it really is a great – I mean, they're absolutely a top four defense secondary in Ohio State history. Um, it's Doss- just – it's just like I don't know, though – like, like you said, with like uh, Fox and like Nikki, I don't know if you put them out like today, um, how they hold up against like other guys. So Nikki, I feel like Nikki would be like Pete Warner, that, that Pete Warner type linebacker. Yeah, but Doss, Doss, but he was really good in two thousand two. You can't take that away from no. That, so yeah, like, but Dustin Fox, like, like. Had no business being out there. <laughs> great, but he's a great sports analyst up in Cleveland, so we'll give him that. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I, I think that's a perfect spot for them. Their national championship defense, um, I think that's a perfect spot for them. Um, number one, uh, not number one, number three, I had to give them love. They weren't even on the list, but we had. Uh, 1997. Statistically, um, Eleven Warriors actually did an article on this cast. Statistically, when it comes to production, like all the metrics, this was the best defense in, like, the best secondary in Ohio State history. Uh, Anton Winfield, Damon Moore, Gary Barry, awesome name, Gary Barry, um, and um, Ahmad Ahmed Plummer. Um, all you know, I believe all of them. All, like, obviously, Anton Winfield was 
great in the NFL. Ahmad Plummer had a good NFL career, but um, just statistically, like they were just so Damon disruptive. Moore. Damon Moore was a beast for the Bills. Yeah, just a very disruptive defense. Secondary. So, like, so three I had 2019, but two different year, same players 1998. So, I mean, statistically, I mean, 98, 97, I, I think the reason why I put 98 instead of 97 is we didn't lose Michigan and we didn't get smacked in, in the Sugar Bowl by Florida State. We won the Sugar Bowl, beat Texas A&M, and we beat Tom Brady in Michigan in 98. So, yeah, that's, that's the only reason why I had 98. Same guys, though. Same guys. So, I – so, Okay. At number two, I got the twenty. Where is it? The twenty sixteen defense. Um, it was just so so perfect. It really, just Lattimore, Garyon, Malik Hooker, Damon Webb. It's just like I guess the one thing. It was just as great great as a leader Damon Webb was. He, like I hate I hate to like talk bad about him. He's just like he wasn't. I don't think he was. Um, like it, he just wasn't. <laughs> He he clearly is like the 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 weak link. It feels like, as and I, I I hate saying that. He's the weak. He, he never messed up, but like he he definitely is the weak point. He was the weak, and especially in 2016. By the way, they're my number one. Um, he was the weak link <laughs> with all Big Ten players. Yeah. Like, it's like yeah he yeah was, no what and I'm saying was, is and, and the thing is he was like third team all Big Ten so it's not like <laughs> what I'm saying is why weren't you a first round pick <laughs> exactly I get it that it had but to be nitpicking yeah that they were my number one though at number one for me Cass I had the ninety uh ninety eight no <laughs> and because. It's it's basically that. So they were the according to that eleven Warriors. They were the second most disruptive def, like secondary of all time in Ohio State history. The only reason I'm putting them higher though than uh, 2016 is because I and, and obviously higher than 1997 is because that group has Winfield, um, Plum, Ahmad Plummer, uh, Damon Moore. Um, Barry and then also Nate Clements and it's really Winfield and Nate Clements. Um, Those, those are like the two big guys in Ohio state history. Well, uh, in the nineties that you remember in the secondary, the thing with Clements though, he was a freshman and his real, like he was really good, but his plumber was plumber was a first round draft pick. Yeah. So Winfield plumber and more were first round draft picks. I don't even know where Gary Barry was drafted. Uh, but, um, Gary Barry, what a name, but Gary Barry and Gary Barry and Clements moved on the year 2000 is when Nate Clements was really, really good. So I know I mean, it, yeah, it, it's just Nate Clements was such a beast. <laughs> yeah, he was, I mean, we've left, we left so many teams off. I think 2013 was pretty decent, but it's the same players as 2014. They outside of Christian Bryant and 
CJ Barnett. Um, I mean, I can tell you the teams that did not would not make the list. 2021 secondary, 2020 secondary, 2018 secondary. Those are like the the ones you got to throw away. (laughs) 2020 and 2021 for sure. Oh, 2022, no cornerback interceptions. There's some that were not great, but for the most part, it's a great tradition. The thing with last year's corners, they weren't bad until we played Michigan and Georgia. Outside the one play game, Denzel Burke wouldn't even try. Yeah, which preview goes into my next way. I think this year's secondary could make this top ten list. Potentially. Yeah. You know why? I agree, Cass, because they have on some of these. Yeah. Well, they they, and if you look at some of these, yes, you have you got to have depth, and you got to have good defensive line play. Um. And you look at some of these, obviously, like 2002, uh, great defensive line. 2016, great defensive line. Um, so, I mean, this One. year, the defensive line should be stacked. Michael 19, Hall. 1995. Yeah. Michael Hall, Jack Sawyer, JTT, Tyleek Williams. Kenyatta um, Jackson. Kenyatta Jackson, yeah. I mean, they're going to get Kaden, pressure. Caden Carrier, Mario Arbar. Ty Hamilton. And also what I, what you notice, too, is some, You have two all-Big Ten linebackers, too. What you notice, too, is, like, some of recent memory. If the secondary was kind of bad the year before, and you got a lot of young guys in it, which we do, uh, usually the next year it's much improved. And that's kind of what happened in 2019. Because 2018, it was pretty bad. Like, Damon Arnett was not the Damon Arnett of 2019. And then how, he came back, yeah. completely different player. Yeah. How good would have Malik Hooker been in the Jim Knowles defense? <laughs> I mean, I would say, yeah, I w- if we had Malik, I would say even to Sean Wade, but like down, like if you put Sean Wade in the position that Lathan Ransom plays right now. Oh my I gosh. Think, and you had Malik Hooker. I mean, those are two guys I think would thrive. Sonny Styles and Lathan Ransom have to be your safeties this year with Davidson Ingenbosun and Ward on the outside. Yeah, think, yeah, Kai Stokes, I, I think, is going to play a little bit too, hopefully. Still have Josh Proctor. I guess Cam Martinez has been making some strides, but if I have to see him do a 360 turnaround against Michigan one more time, I'm going to scream. Hey, best best players play. Um, so whoever it is, just best players play. Um, that's really all I got on the secondary cast. Quick thing, um, two things as the show's ending. One, um, the foundation came out with um, like a vodka to support athletes. So – Go, you know, go, go buy that vodka, go support our NIL, the NIL fund for the athletes. Um, I'm definitely going to buy, I think uh, when I host my tailgate this year, Cass, we're going to get to have that vodka in, in, at the party. Real quick. It has been opposed to the the NCAA has a put, has a put this down a new NLI national letter intent rule. And this goes with, with, uh, transfers. The rule is you can only transfer 
They're trying to slow down the transfer portal. One, one portal you can only transfer once every 12 months. And if you decide you do, you, you do want to transfer, you have to sit out a year. Um, no matter what, no matter what the incident is, because they're trying to slow it down because every six months, JT Daniels, <laughs> I like it. I like it. It'll slow the portal down. I think the 12, we need to, the 12 month rule is cool, but we've already like, we're, I feel like we're going backwards. If we do that, they stop like, like if you have to use a year up. Let's not do that, but I'm cool with the 12 month rule. Cause then we just get rid of the, you have to sit out a couple of years no, ago. No, the, what I meant, like, if you, what I meant was, even if you transfer in that 12 months, you don't have to sit out of you. What, what they're meaning is, if you transfer, if you transfer and your contract is not up with that year, it's just basically a one year contract with that school. Oh, oh, okay. No, that's smart then. You can't be Quinn yours and spend eight months at a school and then transfer. That's no, what that's sh- smart. Yeah, yeah no, no bag chase. I got you. Okay. No, no. All, makes sense to me, brother. That, that, that's totally cool. But, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, Zoom's about to kick us off because we, we don't pay for the premium. Um, uh, I will say one more thing. Ohio State got screwed in 2019. Uh, we all wanted the matchup against LSU. We posted on Twitter. It's banging. Great, great post. Um, but as always, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast and go Bucks. And go Bucks and good luck to the players as they are in a three week grind with Mickey Marotti. Yes, sir.